I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. In 2016, Colgate had launched Ved Shakti to compete with Patanjali's so-called Ayurvedic toothpaste, Dant Kanti. Heck, do you know that in 2019 at the Kumbh Mela festival, Colgate even gave away 30 million samples of its Ayurvedic toothpaste for free? So Colgate, by all indications, really wanted to make it in the herbal and natural categories. But now, in 2023, it claims otherwise. Noel Wallace, the CEO and chairman of Colgate Palmolive, told the Economic Times that his science-based company got quote-unquote distracted by Baba Ramdev's Patanjali. Well, Colgate, if it's any relief, you were not the only brand that got distracted. Many others at the time wanted to ride the Ayurveda wave, and there was a good reason for it. Consumers in India were turning from scientific brands to herbal ones. Take Dant Kanti for instance. Its runaway success. Ate into Colgate's market share by 2016 and 2017. Patanjali grossed over rupees 10,000 crore in revenue, and its flagship toothpaste, Dant Kanti, was reportedly populating 45% of Indian households. But now, the CEO chairman Noel Wallace is saying it's time to return to sciences. But why the sudden awakening of conscience after all these years? Well, of course, there is economics to it. Reportedly, the market for natural and Ayurvedic toothpaste is plateauing, actually declining. Even Patanjali's products are losing steam as too many natural brands have crowded the market. For companies like Colgate, it then makes sense to go back to their forte. Wallace told the Economic Times, and I'm reading it out: "The difference for us is that we are a science-driven brand. We spend more money than any other toothpaste manufacturer in the world on clinical validation and science." And we have more PhD scientists working on our business than any other multinational in the world on oral care. Well, Mr. CEO, I hope this time you better focus on what the scientists in your company are saying and not get distracted. After all, nine out of ten doctors recommend your toothpaste, don't they? Meanwhile, the Twitter account of Liver Doctor, also known as Syriac AB Phillips, who gained popularity on the internet for debunking claims of alternative medicines. Has been blocked, and if you're asking why, it's because the Himalaya Wellness Company filed a lawsuit in Bengaluru court accusing Liver Doctor of defaming Himalaya's products. Looks like the brand couldn't tolerate a doctor scrutinizing the extraordinary claims made by its products. For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy. And anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I'm Manaswini, and this is the deep dive for October ninth, twenty twenty-three. We've all had our moments, right? Talking big in the heat of the moment, only to get bitten by our own words later on. In this case, we are talking about the Israeli military. Just last month, it described conflict zone Gaza as being in a state of quote-unquote stable instability. and i don't even know what that means apparently the israeli military wanted to convey that they've got the situation with hamas militants in gaza under control clearly that's not the case as you know two days ago on saturday israel saw the largest and the deadliest attack from gaza in years hamas militants infiltrated at least nine israeli towns near the border 
targeting military bases at key checkpoints, destroying border barriers and killing at least 300 people. Thousands were injured and hostages, including both soldiers and civilians, were taken back to Gaza. And Israel, despite its mighty military and tech-savvy spies, was caught by surprise. It failed to anticipate a coordinated attack of this magnitude. As noted by the Wall Street Journal, Saturday's surprise attack was a low-tech assault and Hamas militants armed with machine guns and pistols were able to infiltrate Israeli towns and military bases with ease. Reportedly, even the big daddy of world politics, the United States of America, had no freaking clue. Just last week, U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan had commented, and I'm quoting him here, The Middle East region is quieter today than it has been in two decades. Anyway, moving on, Israel has retaliated with an airstrike over Gaza, killing at least 300 Palestinians, again both civilians and militants. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has declared Israel is at war. Hamas also said that the attack was only the beginning of a long war. But before we delve into what this war is going to mean for India and the world, let's take a very quick trip down the history lane to contextualize the latest Israel-Palestine conflict. So you see, Gaza is a small strip of land squeezed between the Mediterranean Sea, Israel and Egypt. Until 1967, this region where Palestinians live was controlled by Egypt. However, during the Six-Day War, Israel seized Gaza. Thousands of Israeli settlers began living there. But in 2005, Israel withdrew its soldiers and civilians, handing control of Gaza to what Wall Street Journal called a weak Palestinian authority. That government was soon toppled by Hamas, a militant organization, and for decades now, Israel and Hamas have been embroiled in conflict. And the thing is, Gaza is one of the most densely populated, poorest pieces of land on earth. Now, let's talk about the implications of the war. India has a lot at stake in West Asia. Take, for instance, the India-Middle-East-Europe Economic Corridor Plan. This plan, which was announced at the G20 summit this year, would connect India and Europe with a rail ship route via UAE, Saudi Arabia, Jordan and Israel. But this plan needs Saudi Arabia, the most influential of the Muslim countries, and Israel on the same page. Which might not happen now. The US has been trying to make Israel and Saudi Arabia chummy. But now Israel is going on war with Hamas, which likely will kill many Palestinians and may irk Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia on its part is already doubling down on the two-nation solution, which advocates for the independence of Palestine. But now to get into the nuances, we have with us our editor and co-founder Dinesh Narayanan. Dinesh, first things first. How big a deal is this project for India? And does this war situation spell trouble for the project's future? The corridor indeed is a very big deal for India. It was a surprise announcement at the G20 summit in uh, Delhi last month and was meant to showcase India's ability to help conceptualize global-scale projects and also its ability to persuade other countries to be a part of it. In that sense, it was seen as some sort of a coup and uh, clearly a rival to China's uh, Belt and Road Initiative. But if things spiral out of control, its fate is anybody's guess. Because the key to the project is a link between Saudi Arabia and Israel. You see, it's the India-Middle East-Europe corridor. And if the conflict prolongs, it will become tougher for the Saudis to push ahead with its deal 
uh, with their deal with Israel. That means the corridor will happen only when Israel and Saudi Arabia really shake hands. Okay, and before we let you go, I have one last question. The Israel-Palestine conflict is a divisive issue. Some countries in West Asia have said that the latest escalation is Israel's own fault. And of course, the West is supporting Israel. So do you think we are moving towards on the brink of another world war? Well, I would not go so far as to say that we are on the verge of a world war. Um, but look around you. There is a sort of world war going on anyway. Almost the entire Western world is fighting a war with Russia, a proxy one, of course, while Russia, Ukraine, Azerbaijan, Armenia, parts of Syria, and now Israel are all in armed conflict. There is also another kind of war being fought between the US and China. That involves trade conflicts, cyber attacks, information warfare, financial restrictions, and whatnot. Whether all of this will explode into a global armed conflict is difficult to say, but it is not outside the realm of uh, realistic probability. I mean, all the countries in the world are arming up again now. Britain is building new nuclear submarines. Japan has given up its pacifist posture. So yeah, there, 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 there are uh, preparations for war across the world anyway. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at the rate the signal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was written and researched by Dhruv Sharma and Anup Senwal. Edited by Dinesh Narayanan. Produced by me. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvana. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are TheSignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. 